Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode is brought to you by City Index. You shouldn't have to pay a premium for the most exciting market opportunities. Start trading the biggest companies for less with City Index's commission-free U.S. share CFDs. Go long or short with $0 commission on Apple, Amazon and our full range of US markets both in and out of hours. Visit cityindex.com to try a risk-free demo account today. City Index, invested in your success. All trading involves risk. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 15th of the 8th month, 2022. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets and startups and plenty more besides. I'm Nadine Blaney and I'm here with... Kyle Rudder. Hello. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you. Mm. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. Gosh, it's busy, but it's um, it's one of those days you just don't know where to look. Um, so maybe, maybe you start okay. and tell people where to look. Okay, well, I think we start with where... It finished because it was a positive day <laughs> it was. for the local market. And uh, if we look at the S&P 5, uh, sorry, ASX 200, followed on from the S&P 500, but we did see it end the day up by close to half of 1%, 7,064. Um, but I think to your point, um, a lot going on mm. in terms of not just macro. We'll get there. I know you're chomping at the bit. Come on. But um, reporting season as well. So car sales, one of the best performers, up by 5.5%. GPT, another one of the best performers, up by 4.6%. Blue Scope, up by 4%. But there's always a downside. And Look a no couple. further than Beach, than Bendigo. And in the wake of last week's result, IAG, which did cop a downgrade. Here um, they come. Yeah, you know, that's what happens. Um, downgraded to hold from ad by Morgan's, had its price target cut by Credit Suisse. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's all happening in terms of companies and what they're doing and what they're earning, importantly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just, um, it's, it, it's such, it's so early in the stat, in, in early season that it's, it's really hard to sort of extract those themes just yet. But already you're kind of seeing those signs that, um, the beats are really getting rewarded and then the misses are getting doubly punished. And it's, um, yeah clearly indicative of that kind of nervousness that we're all sort of feeling going into this reporting period. Yeah, I thought that Beach Petroleum's, I keep saying Beach Petroleum, it's just Beach, Beach Energy. Um, You know, all the brokers, when they gave their initial view, um, just talking about that output guidance, but talking about costs as well. And I think disappointment that when you're seeing oil and energy and LNG prices rise so significantly that the dividend came in below expectations. But That's a bit of what we can expect, I think, from a lot of these commodity producers as well. You know, BHP reports tonight and yeah. you know, the word on the street is that y- you're just not going to see the, the types of dividends, the special dividends that were paid out prior. Yeah, I mean, that, that beach one is interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, you can kind of... 
it, it, it sort of hammered home that maybe this sort of surge in prices and revenues is going to be kind of a one and done thing. And then the question comes back to, okay, well, what, what do they do with all this cash that they're sitting on now? And if they're not going to pay it back in dividends, then are they going to reinvest it in, in increasing capacity and, and, it's, and the, the business's operations? And it, it wasn't necessarily clear on that too. So you kind of go, oh, okay, well, the good times aren't going to last forever. Then what next? Well, maybe there's not a clear what next. And you go, well, you know, sell. Yeah. Yep. And um, in the case of JB Hi-Fi, so by the end of the day, it was down by about a percentage point. I mean, I had a good chat with Philip Pepe from Sean Partners and he was saying, look, there's probably a bit of profit taking because the market was guided to the result today. And in that time period, the share price was up about 10%. And, uh, you know, it, it, was a, it was a solid result. And they're talking about good trading conditions to start FY23, but no guidance provided further than that. And yeah, I mean, why not lock in some profits as well? Also, I will say Jeffries came out and said that the strong margins that JB Hi-Fi continues to enjoy are um, likely unsustainable. Look, before we go any further, Kyle, that was the stock of the day. So why don't we go there now? Yeah. Uh, we spoke with Nathan Samasundram from Deep Data Analytics and Gaurav Sodhi from The Intelligent Investor. We've underestimated this business time and time again. And what differentiates it is that it's just a fantastic management with a fantastic culture. Those sort of traits mm. one should not underestimate. Okay. I am still going to go sell. Sell, mm. <laughs> so, right? Okay. But um, I, I think there's. A, I've been wrong on this stock for a long time. There's a good right. chance it could be wrong. But okay. um, I think life's going to get harder for JB. Wonderful retailer, though. So the thing is, you look at that, you look at all the costs mm. are going up, irrespective of what the spin cycle out of RBA, mm. the reality is that's what you're facing. Mm. Yeah. So retail, there's a reason why it fell. It fell hard and it's been bashed and now it's had a bounce. Now the bounce has given back what I thought was the discount. So I, I'm not jumping in. I'm still, I'm not overly negative on retail now because everyone is negative, right? Yep. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, I don't think this is the time to jump in. Okay, so that is not a double buy coming from our guest. So, yeah, just a little bit of cautiousness, um, you know, particularly coming from Gaurav Sodhi in relation to JB Hi-Fi. But as I mentioned, it finished, Kyle, the day down by about 1%. It was worse at uh, different parts of the day. Yeah, yeah. Now, I had a chance to speak with the CEO of Car Sales, Cameron McIntyre. Um, look, I suggest you go online and you can hear where the next leg of growth is likely to come from, from Car Sales, uh, you know, from the horse's mouth. I also had a really good conversation with the managing director of Argo Investments. Argo is a lick. So essentially, it's, um, yeah, it's investing in companies and then passing those returns on to its shareholders. And this time, a lot of uh, those big dividends were really rewarding shareholders. I think it was managing to lift its dividend by 20%. But listen to the interview with Managing Director Jason Beto. You will have to go online to search for it. You just go to the search function, osbiz.com.au. And it was just interesting to hear why he sold out of some companies, um, why they increased their exposure or bought some companies, and what he sees as the outlook for markets going forward. And that reminds me of a conversation that I had with um, John Noonan. You know him well, Kyle. Very well. Earlier today, he he's just... He's very skeptical of the rally that we're seeing in equities still. Yeah, the technical analysts that I speak to are the same. I um, had a chat on the trade today with Tony Sycamore, and you know the question fra or the, the way we phrase things or frame things was, uh, 
sell the rally or buy the dip, and uh, we're still in seller rally, they say. So, um, again, not uh, not looking positive on the market just yet overall. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but <laughs> we've got slowing data in China. The but is that the central bank moved in today to help stimulate the economy, so cut a key lending rate. Uh, is that big news? I think it is. I think it's a signal. Yeah, I mean the market didn't seem to really respond to it very much. No, in they terms didn't. of you know sometimes if we do see a big liquidity injection from policymakers, you'll see a big jump. You know maybe a couple of percent on like the CSI three hundred, and we didn't really see that. I mean the movies and the one year loan, their their policy settings are oh, I always still find quite um, difficult to 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 grasp all the time. It's it's different to to most Western central banks. Um, but that one-year loan prime, uh, uh, medium-term um, uh, rate, sorry, um, is typically one that's used to target the financial system. That's to boost liquidity in again the financial system. Their, their five-year loan prime rate is for their property market. So again, they're trying to grease the wheels there. I'm not mm-hmm. too sure for for what ends. Someone perhaps tomorrow smarter than than I can explain it. Um, but it is obviously, you know, more than anything, a signal that they're trying to, to backstop markets here. While you know, we, we had another uh, outbreak um, of, of cases in China over the weekend and, and fresh lockdowns, so we're still, well, we're still in dynamic zero. There's, there's still that problem. Yep. Okay. So we'll be watching the commentary coming about China. Basically, you know, knowing that this growth is slowing, trying to offset some of that slowdown, and in particular, uh, make it a little bit easier for you know the real beleaguered property sector. And um, some of those local, you know, real local um, governments that uh, look to finance it. So basically, it lowered the rate on, you know, 50, close to $60 billion worth of one-year medium-term lending facility loans to some financial institutions. So there we go. Um, that's in contrast to what market watchers thought even just last week, which they thought that the MLF would be kept steady. So, uh, you know, again, back to John Noonan, he listed China as one of the key risks going forward and one of the main reasons why he remains skeptical. So I'll be speaking with the CFO of BHP tomorrow, David Mont, and I'll be really keen to get the company's view on what's happening on the ground and in its dealings with China as well. Mm. Um, look, it's a it's a big week on the macro front, isn't it? Yeah, well, here and abroad, obviously. But um, that was that was a big topic of conversation, the big picture today. I had Paul Brennan on, and, and we were just discussing through the implications of this kind of peak inflation narrative in the United States. And one, everyone seems to be jumping to the conclusion uh, very, very quickly that peak inflation means inflation will progressively move lower, which mm-hmm. isn't necessarily true. It could plateau and stay high, and that becomes a real problem. And I think. Um, uh, I think it was a Thomas Barkin on Friday night um, spoke to, to to the risks related to that. Uh, but we also spoke about just in the, the context of Australia, we've got wage gr- uh, wage price index on Wednesday. We've got um, labour market data on Thursday and the minutes tomorrow. Um, and again, um, despite that there was this sort of flexibility in the language at the statement of the RBA last last month, they still have their work cut out for them to, to bring inflation down. So um, as always, markets forward-looking, getting very, very hopeful. But um, you know, this kind of whole notion that maybe things are a bit more flexible here is not necessarily uh, well. We can't can't necessarily bank on it. No, uh, and we've got so many Fed speakers as well coming out this week. We've got a lot of data ha- to hang our hat on. That includes housing market data tonight, factory data, both due in the United States tomorrow. We get the well, we get the weekly consumer confidence um, report that comes through. We get the minutes, as you alluded to, as well as arrivals and departures <laughs> coming through from the ABS. Hey, I think 
think it's an interesting one when it comes to tourists and importantly migrants because don't you fool yourself we are going to be talking more and more about skilled migration migration government settings in terms of jobs as we make our way toward that job summit as it's called being held on the first of september um you know involving business and government so yeah, I think uh, that's uh, pretty live tomorrow in terms of the macro. And uh, tomorrow we get industrial production, housing starts in the U.S. as well. Um, what do you think? Do you think the minutes are going to shine any more light or shed any light on whether or not there was a robust debate about lifting more than 50? Well, I'll let everyone behind the curtain for a second. After the, the big picture, I was having a chat with, with Paul Brennan just very casually about um, you know the RBA's communications and obviously... They've done very, very poorly on that front. I don't think that's controversial to say. Um, but what he found really interesting was that we had the statement that seemed to be quite flexible, but uh, by his reckoning, the statement of monetary policy, which came out a few days later, which seemed quite hawkish, but no one really picked up on that. So what might be uh, worth considering tomorrow is getting a better gauge on that tone, because, of course, you know, there's you know calls today. I think actually another guest of the show, frequent one, Paul Bloxham, writing in The Australian, I think, today, suggesting that, um, you know, maybe a slower pace of rate hikes needs needs to come. But this is at the same time, of course, we've got you know inflation um, projections from the RBA of seven three quarter percent. Um, so are they really going to go back to twenty five in September? Um, on the basis of that, are they going to stick to fifty? You know, could something more be coming along the the pipeline? So, I, my my gut says that we're not going to get anything earth shattering. But you you do want to get a better feel for that tone, just because their communications have been poor, and we're all trying to work out the narrative that they're trying to construct for us. Mm-hmm. It's uh, very interesting. Look, we'll leave that one there. Just tomorrow we get BHP, Challenger, Goodman Group. My, um, we get Seek. We get Temple and Webster. We get 360, Life 360. I think that will be an interesting one. Tech yeah. space. Nearmap. We haven't mentioned Nearmap today. That was a big story. M&A coming through in a big way. Due diligence been granted. Seven-day exclusivity. Nearmap saying that, look, the process is well advanced. And the share price was up by 25.5%. So, yeah, had lots of conversations today about this really setting the tone for the tech space, some of the value that uh, particularly private equity in the U.S. is seeing in some of the Aussie tech names. When, you know, the likes of 360 do have a path to uh, to break even. So that's one of the questions we'll be putting to the CEO when we speak with him in the coming days. I mentioned that we'll be speaking with BHP, so looking mm-hmm. forward to that one. Hey, Kyle, if you've got any questions that you want answered, like shoot them over to me. Anybody out there, shoot me any questions. Yep. You'd, uh, you'd like answered line. from BHP, but there's mm. so much, right? There's there's oh, potash, yeah. there's future metals, there's uh, there's copper, the bid for Oz Minerals, yeah, um, there's not China. Enough, not enough time to cover no. everything that they do. I've been told I have seven minutes. Seven minutes. Yeah. See if you can push it to seven and a half. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. <laughs> They're always on a very tight time schedule in reporting season. But um, yeah. you can catch up with all of our reporting season CEO interviews as well as our analysis via the website ausbiz.com.au. Look, um, I'm going to call it a day. How about you, Kyle? Yeah, calling it. I've got some punching bags to go punch. So I get Ooh. some energy out Woo. before tomorrow. Sounds fun. Yeah. See ya. Bye.